Hey there, Her Next Chapter fans. This episode is brought to you by Dr. Amelia Reichstead and the Women's Empowerment Series. The Women's Empowerment Series inspires and encourages women to use their voice to initiate change. Such important work. Well, the Women's Empowerment Series is celebrating its one-year anniversary this month with an awesome month-long celebration. Registration is open on Eventbrite for the next series starting on October 12th and includes four and a half hours of virtual workshops, a community of amazing women, virtual happy hour on October 19th, and an in-person celebration on October 28th at Modern Mom. Now, this week's episode featuring the dynamic Lisa Harris. Hello, coming to you live from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Welcome to Her Next Chapter, the podcast dedicated to sharing stories from amazing women who have reinvented their careers or lives. Could be total changes, could be side hustles. I'm Stephanie Pierce, mother of three, wife of one, former corporate exec, and now I am the founder and CEO of StephPierce.com. And I am Julie Burton, founder of Modern Well, a female-centered co-working space in Minneapolis. And I'm the author of The Self-Care Solution, A Modern Mother's Must-Have Guide to Health and Well-Being. And I'm a mother and a wife. In each episode, Julie and I will bring you these awesome stories about the power, pain, and laughs that come from change. Are you ready for your next chapter? Hello, Steph. I see your face, Jules. We are next to each other. It's in person. It's in person. It's amazing. And it's Friday. And we have an amazing guest today. It's like, it's such a great day. It is a good day. I am happy to be in the presence of you and Modern Well. It's, I am happy to be in your presence. It's nice to be there. And I put a skirt on. <laughs> A skirt on, a shirt with a heart. Yeah, we should give you the visual, right? We should, we should. The total thing Mm -hmm. happening. But yes, we are excited today to have another amazing Amazing. guest (laughs) joining us. Um, And so Jules is going to do the intro, of course, but I am excited to hear more about this amazing guest. You guys know... Our guests come in usually two categories, BFFs of Steph, BFFs of Jules, and then when they leave the show, they are BFFs of us of both. both. And you too. Okay, so Jules, That's how intro, it works. drum roll. Yes, drum roll. Well, oh my gosh. Okay, today we are joined by the wonderful Lisa Harris, who... You know, it's funny, as I was thinking this morning about how Lisa and I met, I had this feeling that, like, we've always been there with each other. (laughs) Like, like, it's just like one of those things where I was like, yeah, I remember showing up to one of her events when she she unleashed her Fashion Meets Poetry, what do we call it, Um, her event where they did readings and she read from her book and... But I just felt like I've always known her, sort of. Like, like we have this, like, sisterhood thing. And we actually kind of do. Um, we are both writers and authors and strong advocates for women. And um, Lisa has been part of the Modern Well community for several years. And um, 
it, it's just she is an absolute joy and an absolute pleasure and um, brightens up any room that she walks into always has the like the wise words like like the words that are that go deeper than sort of everybody could be standing around talking about this that and the other thing and then there's Lisa that comes in with like the soulfulness right like That's that awesome. like the heart stuff where you're like Ooh, okay, yes, that. And I love that about Lisa. Um, and Lisa, she is not only an author, she's a storyteller, a narrative coach, a CEO, and founder of Lisa Harrison Company. She began her entrepreneurial journey in 2016 after publishing her book, Unveiled Beauty, Handwritten Stories from a Poetic Heart. We will put that in the show notes so you can purchase that. It's beautiful. It sits proudly at Modernwell. Uh, prior to that, she spent 18 years in leadership roles, working for many Fortune 500 companies and nationally recognized brands. She's built successful strategies and executed profitable multi-million dollar businesses. Today, she connects, guides, and transforms women's lives through the power of storytelling. As a narrative coach, Lisa uses storytelling elements and narrative therapy principles to help women unveil their stories and reclaim their power through the lens of their own life stories. So, so we're going to talk a lot more about that. Stories, stories, and more stories, that right? That is intriguing on lots of different levels. Right? Yes. Right? I can, I can see our listeners like, wait say more about that Uh whole Uh pause Uh so we will be asking lisa to dive into that with us yes so lisa (laughs) so so she this is so awkward right so the guest just sits there like we can we can see her on zoom steph and i are next to each other and we're just you know cavelling a yiddish word cavelling is like going gaga over this woman who literally just has to sit there and like not say anything and just sort of smile and take it all in right (laughs) so lisa lisa Welcome. We are so honored and happy that you are here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's oh, such a joy to share space with the both of you, Julie, as a dear friend over the last, I don't even know how many years now. I don't know. <laughs> it's crazy, right? I, I can't pinpoint the exact time when we decided we loved each other or when we <laughs> met. So awesome. um, somewhere around there. And such a joy to meet you, Stephanie. It's nice to meet you too. I am so excited. It's always fun. You know, I try to read as little as possible before we do these episodes because It's so much better to hear about the guest from their own words. Yes. And so um, let's get into it, Lisa. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about reinvention and what reinvention means to you, especially as you as you think about I'm just thinking Fortune 500 storytelling. Mm -hmm. That feels like a journey to me. Oh, goodness. Absolutely is a journey. Well, when it's funny, when I first um, thought about reinvention and as a storyteller, as a narrative coach, I'm so entrained to look at the words, right? So I thought to myself, okay, well, basically, what is reinvention, right? It is, you know, it's the process of changing something enough that it appears to be completely different, right? And when I think back to my corporate world and I think about the word reinvention, which is where my instinct went right away, 
was what did the word mean and where was the last time I heard it all the time was in my corporate world, right? And it's really hard when you think about reinvention is the words that people don't always associate with it where the magic is. And the words that I associate with it are creativity, which we hear often, a lot more now, creativity, awareness, and vulnerability. Mm. And I think that is an opportunity in the corporate world where if leadership isn't connecting all of those dots, where the reinvention falls short. Right. Um, yes, it's about thinking differently. It's about doing something differently. I mean, those are the basic things we hear all the time. But the magic is really in the creativity and this vulnerability piece, which I know those are buzzwords that have been circulating in the last you know, year or two years quite a bit. But vulnerability is about being brave, right? And in order to reinvent yourself, you have to put yourself out there. If it's an individual person or a brand, or even a business. So for me, when I look at the big word reinvention, it's like I had to unpack it. <laughs> I had to unpack it. Yes. And so, yeah, that's uh, when I think about reinvention, that's, oh my gosh, it actually, it spins me off in a lot of different directions, but really those three words are the power behind it. And how did you always know that you had this writing storytelling ability? I didn't know it. No, I didn't know it. So when we talk about my personal reinvention story, it really started with me exploring pieces of myself that were unresolved. And at a time in my life where there was a lot happening. So going from corporate, high demanding, highly competitive industry um, working mom, you know, a very typical story we hear a lot these days, right? Mm -hmm. Really feeling like I wanted something different and I needed to explore myself more. And as I was kind of working through all that, I was working through me, really trying to figure out who I was. So during those times, I turned to writing as a way of kind of easing and helping myself along in the journey. And a great girlfriend said to me, you know, you're sitting there, you're writing all these poems, you're, you're expressing yourself in all these beautiful ways. Why don't you bring that to the world? And I mean, I tell so many women, I basically told her you're crazy. Why would I do that? <laughs> That's absolutely nuts. I've been managing businesses my entire life. And now I'm just going to like stop everything and write a poetry book. That's nuts. But I did. I did. I needed to walk away and do something for me. I needed some self-exploration. And in that emerged my reinvention. But I didn't always know that I was a good writer. I would write a lot, but I didn't know I had what it took to really bring stories to life. And now you help women do that for themselves too. Yeah. Yeah. I started out with really understanding that women needed a space to be seen and heard. And when I started sharing my poetry after I launched my book, I quickly wanted to create spaces for women, for them to share themselves. And at the time, most of the spaces were 
for motivational speakers at the time when I first came out. It you know it was really trained motiv- motivational speakers or spaces where entrepreneurs like myself could share their business expertise. But there really wasn't a space for women to just kind of stumble through and trip over their story, but to be able to be seen by a community of women. And so that's really where my journey from corporate to writing a book to doing narrative coaching um, came from really seeing the power that happens when women share their stories and then getting to a point where I really wanted to work with them intimately in transforming the stories that they tell. So there's so many women out there that are boldly sharing their stories and it's really powerful. You see it on social media. We see it in our day-to-day lives where women are getting the courage to share and it's such a beautiful thing. But I want to take it a step further. I want women to be able to heal through what they're sharing. So how can we transform our narratives? How can we reinvent our thoughts so that we are serve our stories are serving us and that we're not just giving them away to give them away. Wow. Yeah. That's so powerful. And I have attended a couple of Lisa's events where women bravely share very, in a lot of cases, very difficult stories. And what I love about what Lisa does, and I know she does this in her coaching of these women, is you can feel the healing. You know, like Lisa was saying, you know, it's one thing to just sort of put your story out there. Mm-hmm. And the sort of next step, which Lisa does so well, is to to weave in in the healing. Because ultimately, the you know, the first step, right, is is speaking your truth, is, is you know, letting your secrets free, like releasing your secrets, right? So here's my story of, uh, you know, things that, that I've never shared before that have been kept locked in this box. And, and sometimes like Lisa was saying, they're just left there. But what I love about what Lisa does is, is that next step toward healing, um, through the words and through the sharing of these stories is, is a really a beautiful, beautiful thing. And to witness it, um, you know, in in person is, is really powerful. So Lisa, you talk about bravery being a part of really of reinvention. And I, I love that so much. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, like you said, there are a lot of people who are just, okay, I'm out there. I'm going to share my story. This is it. But talk to us a little bit about bravery and about what you've seen in in some of the women that you've worked with in terms of their transformation and healing and, and reinvention, what, what does bravery look and feel like to you in the work that you've done? Bravery looks like trust for me personally. And with a lot of the women that I've worked with, I've worked with hundreds of women and some of them have shared their story, like Julia mentioned publicly, and some are just working with me on how to transform their stories. Right. And I personally resonate with the word bravery. And I think if you have time to do deeper and more meaningful work um, with yourself personally and professionally, I think you'll discover that there are certain words that resonate with your soul. There are certain words that just you feel close to. And bravery is one that has come up for me 
um, in the past few years, because I, like all these other women, did share my story, a very vulnerable piece of my story, my journey on stage. And that experience gave me a bigger window to what women experience and what they have to be able to trust in a coach or a guide as they're healing through their story. So for me, it's it's really about building that foundation of trust with um, other women. And I had to build that foundation of trust with myself. Mm-hmm. And that's some pretty, that's some pretty hard stuff. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. I'm wondering, Lisa, who do you have like an ideal client? Who who are the people? What are people working through when they come and see you? So I'm just thinking for our listeners, if they're wondering to themselves, do I need that? I don't know if I need that. How would I? Is she looking for me or, you know, I'm, (laughs) I'm sitting in corporate and I don't know if this is what I want to do, but I haven't had like a tragedy or anything. So I'm just curious, what does your, what do your clients look like? What are they working through? I appreciate that question a lot. The women that come to me, well, just to give you a little bit of background, narrative coaching is this beautiful space between life coaching and therapy. And I just finished up a certification in narrative therapy. So I approach my programs with a little bit of narrative therapy principles that are the foundation. And then I add on storytelling elements. So I invite women to look at their lives as a story. So it's this combination of the two, but it sits in between those two lands. So if that's familiar for your audience, you know, they can say, okay, well, I know about life coaching or I do life coaching, or maybe some people have um, more traumatic things in lives or you know, other challenges where they're seeking therapy. So they can kind of understand I live in that land that's between that. And so that's important for women to know. I work primarily with women and it's mostly women who are practicing vulnerability. So like I said earlier, maybe they are sharing stuff um, in their close networks, or maybe they're beginning to share things in their lives on social media women who are already practicing and want to continue practicing vulnerability. Typically, the women that I work with are hoping to use their stories to inspire. Um, A lot of women that come to me are looking at maybe writing a book someday, or maybe just starting a blog, doing something on the side to really create space for themselves or for other women to, you know, kind of share and connect with. So it really is, um, I would say it mostly is women who are practicing vulnerability and are looking for a creative outlet um, to further their personal growth and development. So something creative, you know, it's about stories. So we don't necessarily write stories right away, but we look at your life like a story because I just told the women in my program yesterday that your life is the greatest love story ever written. And when you start to see your life that way, even in the darkest moments, that's when you can start to live and heal and move forward past maybe some of the things that are holding you back or taking up too much space. But I'm a storyteller. It's, it's in the stories for me. <laughs> it's all in the words and the stories. That's amazing. That's amazing. 
so Lisa, so just walk us back a little bit. Um, you're in corporate, you're doing the, you're doing the thing, you probably like stuff, you know, with the car seats passing off in the airport to the, I don't know if you traveled, but I just always have that like visual. It's me. I, Lisa, I, I have this, the story that was the, the that story. aha moment <laughs> was I was going someplace, maybe I think I was going to Brazil and James, my husband was coming back from Europe and we're legit passing the littlest one to each other, like in the car seat. And as I'm watching him walk airport. away mm-hmm. in the airport, I'm like, okay, okay, mom, <laughs> this is not, this is not bringing me joy. This can't, this cannot be what, how we're going to roll. Like seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so that's the moment. So that, that was, was that was about. the mo- now, but it took a minute oh, yeah. or many mi- mi- years. Right. But I mean, before, I'm like, what else am I going to do? Right. Like, isn't this, 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 this is, is what I do. How you pay the bills. This is this is what you do. Right. So right. so for you, Lisa, just kind of walk us through that picture of, of your life and your working and, and momming and wifing. <laughs> <laughs> momming and wifing? I it's don't know. I just made it up. You just made up a new <laughs> verb, Jules. I kind of like wifing, that. Wifing. The oh, act wifing. of wife. <laughs> And right, that's good. And then you're just not feeling it, right? So and so so kind of walk us through that transition. And then I want to just put out there that there there must have been some bravery, right? Because you don't just make a shift out of like a successful corporate, you know, career and just be like, okay, peace out. Um, So just just walk us through that that transition and what that looked like and felt like for you. Oh, goodness. You know, we just we had mentioned before we jumped on that there is no (laughs) one singular reinvention moment. Well, for me and for many women, there's no one singular um, moment to kind of walk through. But the first one that comes to mind. Oh, God, you take me back, ladies. You take me back now. (laughs) I can see it like you can't see it, but we can see it in Lisa's face. Come on, from storyteller to storyteller. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, I would say the biggest moment for me was two, my son was probably two years old. And after I had my daughter, I was like, oh, I can do this. This is no problem. I can do this, dropping the daycare off early, picking picking them up late. No problem. I can do this. And then when my son came, that first two years, it really started to wear on me. The fact that my children were in daycare 10 hours a day. Mm -hmm. And I had just recently been promoted to a pretty high level and a brand new part of the, of the company. And I never, I never saw my kids because they were really little. They went to bed like an hour after I got home. And in this new position, I started doing international travel and my husband was doing international travel too. And that's, that's my um, moment when it just hit me. And I had some really fantastic mentors where I was working at the time and, you know, bless their hearts. A lot of them, you know, really encouraged me to get um, a nanny or maybe um, somebody who could live with us. 
And that is a great option for many, many women. And it was great for those women, you know, because they saw my potential. But for me and the way that I grew up and um, the way that I was raised, I wanted to be able to know my kids in a more intimate way. And I, I wanted to be able to be that kind of mom that I envisioned myself to be. And so when I started hearing those messages that that was one of the few ways that it was going to work for me, and that wasn't feeling aligned with my heart, I really had to start thinking about what to do next. And that's, that is, that was the, one of the main things that kind of pushed me into really looking inside and trying to figure out what I wanted to do, who I was and all of those things. That's where it all started to unravel. And the reality is, is it was very demanding. So I, with the two kids and my husband traveling, you know, I was starting to slip in the performance that I was able to deliver. Mm -hmm. Um, I was high potential, but I couldn't deliver high potential if I had to do everything at home. And, um, the other, you know, people coming up behind me, they were, they were ready and they should, they should be right. I was just like them and they were ready. They were ready for my job. And I, I didn't want my future story to be written for me. I didn't want it written for me because I knew I was high potential, but I knew that I was in a transition in my life. So I had to write my own story. So that was the biggest one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I resonate with that on so many levels, Lisa. It's not like literally every word that you said, because I do think I did see myself, you know, I was sitting in a meeting and I was looking around and I was like, these folks are ready to be doing this job and I'm ready for them to do it. And who better than me to be able to make that call? And I would much rather it be me than somebody else saying, you're slipping. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to make the decision for you. Instead, I wanted to say, I'm slipping. You don't see it yet. But I feel it and it's coming. And I care too much about the organization and the people around me and myself to let that happen. So that's, thank you for sharing that, Lisa. I think that's a very powerful message. Thank you. I loved my job. I absolutely loved my job before what I do now too. But yeah, it was, it was, it was quite, it was quite a journey. It's all been a journey. (laughs) (laughs) Maddening, but (laughs) I'm still here. But you're here. (laughs) So what is life reinvented for you now? I know you're, you've got programs that you do, you're writing, you're doing your own writing, you're doing your coaching. What, what, is, what is Lisa Harris 2.0 or 3.0 or 4.0, wherever you're at? <laughs> I don't know what point oh I am, but I know that I'm, I'm you're really- You're a 10. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I just call it now. the remix. I just, I'm always like, it's Steph Pierce, the remix that way. Cause I can, I can keep saying remix all, all the time. Long. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'll take it. I'm going to be a 10. We're in the 10 Olympics. 10.0. 10.0. Here we go. Yeah. I, you know, I have been enjoying the flexibility of entrepreneurship. I've been enjoying serving women and meeting more women 
the last couple of years with the pandemic and a lot of conversations surrounding race and diversity have been in my wheelhouse as well. I just have really enjoyed getting to know my community better, you know, and, and professionally, I, you know, I continue to work with women. I coach women mostly through my Uncover Your Truth program, which is a really powerful program where we start to build the blocks of looking at your life and um, continuing to do online events to connect women. And then I really do hope in 2022, I'll have the chance to invite women to the stage again. But that's going to be a smaller piece of what I do. Okay, Very cool. Okay. So Lisa, what, and we, we really, we love to ask our guests this question and just feel like people have such good nuggets, right? They do. Nuggets they of do. advice. Um, so as you have gone through everything that you've gone through, transition, you know, reinvention, I'm sure there have been times where you've questioned yourself encountered challenges, um, wondered, you know, am I on the right path as we all do, right? What advice do you have for women who are listening um, or men too, right? Men can reinvent. Absolutely. They can. (laughs) With our permission. Some of them should. (laughs) You know who you are. No disrespect to our men. (laughs) We love you, babes. (laughs) A woman, let's say, is is in the struggle, right? It is in that space where she is not happy in her job, where she's trying to do it all. She's just she's not where she wants to be in her life, but she doesn't know how to pivot and make that change. Um, she's scared. She's worried, you know, about money, about her relationship, about just long term security. What advice do you have? for that woman who is, is a little bit or a lot stuck right now? The first thing I would say is community because women need women. We are just wired that way for connection and for communicating and for sharing. And so any woman who feels in that space, I really do encourage her to reach out to her immediate circles I just had an event last night where there was a a handful of women who knew each other and then a handful of women who didn't at all. And there was a couple of them that had said, well, what do I do? I don't have my best friends don't live in my town, right? My best friends are all over the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and some gals had mentioned that they didn't have a community. And I said, right now, here, the 30 of us, we are a community. So it doesn't have to look like what other people are telling you their sisterhood or their community or their friend group looks like. Go out there if it's a meetup, if it's, you know, maybe someone you know has a good resource. I really do think for women who are in that space, first finding any kind of community to just open up to is a really important first step um, because we never want to, as humans, we just don't want to feel alone. When we start to feel alone, that's when it becomes, you know, more challenging to get through. So reaching out is like the first, first thing that I would mention to any woman. Um, And if that's not a possibility, I really do think it's important to, you know, continue to educate yourself and listen through podcasts like this or other great podcasts that are out there or read and really start to work through 
your own space if there's not a community that you can work through it with. Because a lot of women I talked about, you know, the women I serve, a lot of women do have great communities, but a lot of them are, you know, coming and they have nowhere else to really turn to. So I would say that is really the biggest thing from a kind of a heart to heart answer, I guess. <laughs> I love That's that. Awesome. I love that. I mean, honestly, not to be too self-promoting, but that exactly what you said is the reason that I started Modern Well. I mean, so that's one option, right? I mean, all the ones that you listed, you know, your best friends joining, you know, it's if it's your church community, your synagogue, your, you know, whatever. But like women, especially as we are wired that way, need community. And totally. yeah, no, I love that. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I mean, it's many, many reasons why I created my community too. Yeah. Um, right. I created what I needed at the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's amazing. Awesome. Lisa. Lisa, thank you. Thank you for sharing your story and your light with our listeners. I think and there's, <laughs> yes. I'm always like the listeners. The listeners. And really, I forgot really about them. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, this is not a personal therapy session for you, Stephanie Pierce. Whoops. Um, So your program, how often do you offer that, Lisa, in a year? And how do people find you and sign up for stuff? And yeah, walk walk us through that. Stuff. Yeah, we are offering it. I'm in a program. I have gals in a program right now. We're offering it in October, in the beginning of October, and then again in the beginning of November. And we typically offer it about six times a year. So the initial entry program is, like I mentioned earlier, Uncover Your Truth, and it's four weeks long. And that is the starting point where I start to work with women. And then, you know, there's other options once they go through that, if they love working with me and they're looking to further explore their stories or maybe write their stories, then we kind of work on what the next steps are. So that's really the starting point. And then women are just curious. I do events all the time. So right now I'm doing online events and my next online event is in October as well. And um, in those events, we don't share our stories online as much as we talk about topics that are typically the root of most women's stories. So we just got off an event talking about self-love and we'll talk about careers next month. And then I'm crossing my fingers because 2022, I would like to bring the women back to the stage. So that is my hope. I have women on the waiting list for that. So that will come in 22. And you can find almost anything on www.lisaharrisonco.com. And I'm in the social world, like most people. Awesome. Thank you. Lisa, thank you so much for sharing your story and, and all your great wisdom and insight with us and our listeners thank you so much lisa we loved it thank you so much lots of love lisa thank you okay bye-bye bye-bye bye 
Thanks for listening to another episode of hernextchapter.co. You can follow us on Instagram at hernext.chapter. And you can find all of our lovely, fun, fabulous podcasts on all those places where podcasts can be found. Please follow us and give us five stars. We'd be so delighted and tickled. And we hope that you are enjoying your time with us. Last but not least, hernextchapter.co. You can check us out there as well. See you next week. This week's episode is brought to you by Salo. Salo is a talent firm focused on making work meaningful. How? Well, they connect experts in finance, accounting, or HR with organizations who need their expertise. Think contingent and project support. These experts get careers that are flexible and focused on the work they want to do. The organizations get talented, confident professionals who get things done. Why finance, accounting, or HR? Well, don't get me started on the importance of HR leadership, especially as we think about the future of work, workplaces, and talent demographics. Check out Salo at hellosalo.com.